0: Hey guys, welcome to Tom Talks. Today we're going to be talking about how to reduce, reuse, and recycle your Christmas tree. We're going to be talking about a subdivision of new homes that you can get
1: for under $200,000.
0: There's a trashy twosome coming to Fort Worth. And we're also going to be talking about medical insurance and how it's a ripoff. Yes, and speaking of insurance, insurance versus inflation. Which one's going to win? Mm.
1: Hey guys, my name is Tom Jung. I am your host, and I am Jack Lisenby, co-host. And welcome to the first episode of the New Year. So happy New Year to everybody! Did you do anything cool for New Year's? Uh, we went out to the Flying
0: Saucer downtown, and uh, you know, got to ring in the New Year's with a bunch of people we didn't know. Oh, cool! You had some beers? <laughs> yeah, a couple. Cocktails, okay, cool, very nice. We
1: did. Uh, we just stayed at home, had a had a night in, played some games, and
0: it's always nice. Yeah,
1: watched Miley Cyrus, which was, <laughs> was kind of like that was a trip. A, yeah.
0: Small train wreck.
1: Uh, <laughs> but it was a good time. So uh, so what do we got for today?
0: Well, uh, so there's actually uh, a lot of people, obviously, they're dealing with having a – if you have an actual tree in your, your house, a lot of people like to go with the actual natural trees. Mm-hmm. Um, there's sort of the dilemma of getting rid of it at the end of the year because most people, they'll probably just leave it on their their front porch or whatever or their sidewalk for bulk trash pickup. Yeah. There's actually a better way of going about it because you tie a cinder block to it, you sink (laughs) it to the bottom of the lake, and you create your
1: own secret fishing
0: hole. I mean, that's one way of going about it, I suppose. You know, a little hatchery for the for the minnows, but um, you can actually reuse or recycle the Christmas trees. Okay. So a lot of people may not know it, but Fort Worth and some of the surrounding cities have programs with the local nurseries and some of the landfills even where you can reuse. Christmas trees for mm-hmm. things like mulch, compost, or repurposing them for, you know, basically landfill in some cases, instead of just putting it in your local dump. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, so, I mean, if you're if you're a little bit eco-conscious and you want to do something like that, they actually offer pickup services in some places. Uh, otherwise, you may need to go to your local nursery and drop it off.
1: Oh, nice. So, is there, like, a, is this on the... Fort Worth
0: website somewhere uh it's not it may just be something that you have to look up at your local um your some of the local landfills actually do offer the program you may need to speak with them or get a hold of like I said some of the local nurseries just make sure you get rid of all the decorations beforehand because they can't (laughs) they can't use the garland
1: (laughs) no (laughs) I gotcha cool um well the this is really cool and I never heard of this before but there is a uh there is a christian company called builders of hope mm-hmm. and they are they've got a community that i think they just broke ground on in september and I've, i'm getting all my information online so and, and there wasn't a ton that was updated but there was just an article that came out in the dallas morning news and basically they are providing affordable housing to folks that are making i think at
0: or below the uh, what do you got the poverty line or uh, Low-income families. Yes. Yeah, I think that's like what forty-five k for an individual in Fort Worth.
1: I think so, somewhere yeah. around there, for for an individual or family.
0: Well, that's like well, that's low income for an individual, and then it scales. I forget the exact amount, but it's not like one for one. So like two people isn't ninety thousand or anything like that. It's gotcha. like sixty or whatever. But okay. that's that the beginning, sense. and it just goes down from there.
1: That w- that would make sense. Um, so they're offering these houses at less than two hundred thousand, which uh, as you as you probably know, as mm-hmm. a, as a realtor, it's just not that's not like a feasible thing to do. Yeah, and they're able to do this because they have a bunch of sponsorships and donations. And if it's something you want to donate to, uh, you can do a monthly donation on their website. And I thought this was really cool, but they just broke ground, so I assume they will have houses here probably middle of next year to to sell. And from what it looked like, they have been doing this for quite a while in different areas. And this is this is going on on the, I think, South or Southwest side of Dallas, which is a low income area to Mm. begin with. But I think one of the things that's really cool is they have uh, financial and pre-buying coaching. So they have webinars they put on quarterly. So if you've been thinking about getting a house and you're like, man, I don't know if my credit's good or whatever, Mm -hmm. you can definitely tap into that and it may be an option for you if you're on the the Dallas side of the Metroplex. And so it looked like they are planning on building about 500 homes. And uh, I think it's just a really cool thing going on because a lot of people, I mean, to get in a house like that, by the time you know if you're there five, six, seven years, you get to sell it. You're going to build some equity into it, and mm-hmm. and should do well. I think they are, um, I think they are trying to get some kind of ordinance passed, or maybe they're doing deed restrictions on those houses to basically where it has to be an owner occupant that you sell to, which is kind of cool because you know, if you bought one of those houses, I, I can just imagine those people would be flooded with investors being like, Hey, I'll pay cash for your house, this much money. Yeah. And people would just turn around and sell them. So
0: I remember, cause we were looking at a couple of the habitat for humanity houses just to see like, uh, for some of our clients. And one of the things that they have in bold at the top of their website for the listings is we do not accept investors. Yeah. So yep. yeah, they, they got to protect against those guys because yeah. they'll come in quick.
1: Absolutely. But super cool. So if you're interested, check it out. It's Builders of Hope, and I think their website is com. and CDC doesn't stand for what you think it does. It's, it's like Christian something church. I don't know. Okay. But it's not, it's not the CDC that everybody hates right now. Right. But, uh, so, yeah. So what else?
0: Well, actually, there's an effort coming to the Trinity River to help clean it up because, I mean- Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe it's not a Fort Worth problem, but it's there kind of does, yeah, there's there's definitely a bunch of trash um, and uh, it, it just kind of it, it kind of makes it look bad and the city's taking note of this. They want to make an effort. They've actually started funding this past year for uh, a couple of barges. There are these big water wheels and if you've ever been to Baltimore, you may have seen them because mm-hmm. that's where the idea originated. and it's cleaned up over 1,700 tons of trash just on the bay there. And
1: it, does it, like, scoop up trash?
0: Kind of, yeah. So it's it's a solar-powered water wheel that has, like, this big conveyor belt sort of thing that's slanted down at the front. So that way trash goes into it and it, like, lifts it up out of the water and dumps it into the back of the barge where oh. they can collect it. And they're going to bring two of these to the Trinity River. Um, that's they, pretty cool. They voted on it a couple of weeks ago on December 14th. and. Oh. It's already in the works. They're going to start construction in the summer, and they're hoping to make this a movement because it's not just going to be cleaning up the river. It's going to be an, a live art piece, essentially, as yeah. like a way to drive people to be more conscious of like littering in general, I guess. That's
1: awesome because yeah, the Trinity River Forever has had a bad rap because there mm-hmm. there used to be all kinds of stuff that was dumped into it, mm-hmm. and Fort Worth has put a stop to it, but the reputation has long preceded the Right. Uh, so that's, that's all. And also, I mean, we, we have windy days out here today, in fact. Right. <laughs> so we're like, yeah, if there's anything around since the, like in a lot of the Trinity River, like the valley is so low that anything's just going to get caught in there. So, but, uh, that, that's awesome. That's really cool that they're doing that. And, and they're doing, um, uh, there's a ton of development going on in, uh, along the Trinity River near, Oh, uh, God, what is that little city?
0: Um, are you talking just, about the one by the White Settlement Road?
1: Yeah, it's just northwest of uh, downtown. I don't know. I know what you're talking about. I don't know what it's I just, called. I just drew a blank. <laughs> I, I've been there so many times. But, uh, but yeah, anyways, there's much, a lot of townhomes going in. There's uh, mm-hmm. There's some new townhomes right across from downtown on the Trinity River, which are Pretty freaking sick because they've got uh, rooftops where you can see downtown and then you can literally walk right outside, go down to the trails, take your bike, whatever. I was like, yeah, that's
0: a great area. Yeah. And that's really cool.
1: Yeah. So if you're interested in those, give us a shout. We'll tell you all about them.
0: Well, if you're thinking (laughs) of becoming a homeowner, I have some news for you because uh, insurance premiums for homeowners is actually increasing very drastically. Yes, yes. Um, right now, uh, so I just looked this up beforehand and got a good average between 2017 and 2020 in the US. The average uh, insurance or the average inflation rate is just below 2%, and the insurance premiums annually for that period of time is roughly 4%. So overall, uh, we're looking at like a 16 plus percent raise f- for just Texas as a whole for insurance premiums I think it's close to 18% actually for our area that's what I read yeah 18% over the last like Three or four years. And that's up to 2020. And so a lot of this actually has to do with, obviously, the supply chain issues. We keep hearing about it over and over again. But we had that natural disaster earlier this year, natural disaster, the big freeze. Yes. (laughs) Hell froze over. Which plumbers made a ton of money Yes, they did. And speaking of that, they were having a difficult time getting all the materials because, like, obviously, um, the cost is going up. The supply chain is causing issues. And this is causing insurance to have to pay out more. So all these prices are just... Going through the roof in 2021 alone, um, the like I was saying, the average inflation rate was roughly uh, just below two percent. But in 2021, it was almost four and a half percent increase. Mm. So that year alone just spiked like yeah. crazy.
1: Yeah, and there, there a lot of this is if if you get your estimate, it's probably going to show that your home value is a lot higher, mm-hmm. and that's the rebuild cost, right? Because all the materials and everything right. else. And so that's that's gonna be an issue. I we were just talking about this earlier, but I've got a rental property where this past year it just renewed in December, but previous to that it was like thirteen hundred bucks for for the year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I just logged in last night and it renewed at twenty two hundred. And then and then we reached out to one of our insurance guys, and he's like, I can't touch that, we're at twenty eight hundred.
0: Yellow. Like just insane. Like the that was the, the best price he could get you.
1: Yeah, and then the um, the crazy thing about it too is like if you think about buying a house, if you're spending an extra hundred dollars a month in insurance, that's like, uh, shoot, I'm not a finance guy, but it's probably like ten or twenty thousand dollars less that you can borrow.
0: Right, because they got to take all that into account. Yeah. So.
1: You know, it's going to be a real interesting year between that and uh, interest rates going back up. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Is it my turn? Oh yeah.
0: Oh okay. <laughs> uh,
1: so speaking of insurance, uh, so this one, uh, this I used to. Okay, let me let me preface this. I dabbled in the healthcare field for a while and mm-hmm. learned a ton about how medical billing is done and how insurance works and for that reason i've never bought insurance and so i wanted to share with folks why and i don't think that it's necessarily the best idea for everybody but i think if you know how it works then you may be you may buy something a little bit different not buy or you know there's some different things that you could do so I wanted to share all that today and i'm sure there would be some people that highly disagree with some of what i say but might be a bit of a controversial topic yeah a little bit so um First of all, let's talk about what healthcare plans cost. So we looked this up before we started. Mm-hmm. And for like you and your girl, you could buy if and this is from like the government healthcare website, right? So there yeah. um, there are other plans or you know, there's
0: I think it was healthcare.gov. Yeah. A ton of options out there, right? But
1: so they went from around 700 a month for the both of you to 1250 a month roughly. And your deductible on the cheaper plan is going to be higher because it's cheaper every month, right? Mm-hmm. So it was 8700 which means anything that happens, you're paying up to $8,700 out of pocket. Right. And then insurance kicks in and picks up the rest, uh, up to a maximum of 17000 right? So you add all of that up. If stuff goes wrong, you're coming out of pocket 25000 Right. How many people do you think have $25,000 set aside for something like that? Not many. Not, not many. Yeah, yeah. So, like, what's the point of being paid for the insurance if you don't have the $25,000 setting aside? You know, anyways, so that's one. So, let's say that you go with the, the premium plan. Well, your premium is 1250 a year or a month. Sorry. In, in homeowners insurance, I would think that would be a year. But so it's that much per month. And then your deductible is only 1450 So that could be better. I mean, if you, you break your arm, it's $1,300. bucks. you are paying 1300 bucks, right? Right. Plus your monthly. And, and then it maxes out at 6300 So if you do the math on that, worst case scenario, that's $21,000 out of pocket. Right. Even. I mean, an improvement. Yeah, it's Not by much, a small but... improvement. <laughs> but, I mean, if you don't use insurance for the entire year, you just spent $15,000 that you'll never get back.
0: I was like, that's that's an okay car.
1: Yeah. Like so a little
0: Corolla or something.
1: How many times have you gone to the hospital over the last five years?
0: Uh, once for a coronavirus test.
1: Okay. And so if you were on this plan, you're talking about, what is that, sixty seventy five thousand dollars $75,000 you would have spent for no reason. So... And I'm saying that to make this point. Right. For, I think especially for um, younger folks that are healthy, that don't have like a bunch of issues, you would be much better off instead of paying a premium to setting up a health savings account and putting that monthly payment into your health savings account. Right. And the reason this is so advantageous is, number one, you get to put that money in pre-tax and you don't get taxed on it. And number two, you can borrow against it.
0: I'm pretty sure. Okay. Well, well, <laughs> if also, not, somebody will correct me. Also, don't they charge less if you're not using insurance? Uh, yeah. So that's the other thing. So let's talk
1: about the uh, insurance scam that's going on out there. <laughs> so here's how insurance works. Because I've had people say, I am so lucky I had insurance when you know, Jimmy got hit by a bus and he had to go to the hospital. And he was there for three days and he had to get a cast on his leg. And cause we got a bill it was $40,000, but we only had to pay six. And you're like, wow, that that's really lucky. Well, what happened was back in the day, you had doctors that wanted to provide healthcare and then these businessmen came along and said, well, what if, uh, they said, tell you what, I know these are your prices, but if we bring you a bunch of people, because we'll put you in our network, you'll give us a little bit of a discount. So maybe they got 70% off or 80% off, or not 70% off, maybe they got 30 or 40% off, whatever it is, right? Right. But you have to keep your prices where they're at. That way people know what a value it is to come through our network and we'll do the marketing, all that kind of thing. Because you guys aren't good at business, you're good at you know, helping people, right? So, okay, cool. So that's kind of how our healthcare system came to be. Well, over the years, what they've done is inflate the prices of what procedures actually cost. So that $40,000 procedure, in reality, may have only cost $10,000, like in real dollars that were paid out. Mm -hmm. You paid six of it. The insurance company paid the other four, and the hospital made their... Ten grand,
0: right? So they just offset for the
1: the of amount. Yeah, and so what you'll find now is if you go and you just go in and say, "Hey, I don't have insurance," they'll be like, "Oh, well, the price is ten thousand dollars." And so, so there's a lot of people that are probably sitting there thinking, "Well, that's why you know ten thousand is a lot. That's why I'm paying for my insurance." Well, yes, if you're doing the health savings account, there's a good chance you've already got it saved up. Uh, the other thing is you can put it on a payment plan. So. Any hospital will have a payment plan. They're willing to take any amount of money that you will pay them. Basically, like if you'll pay us, yes, we'll we'll work with you. Um, and I think this this is the number. So this is the way it works. And I, and I and I think it's a scam. Like just the amount of money that you're paying for what you get is stupid. And and this goes back to Obamacare. And I don't know why or how it got passed. Like, we were talking, you've got somebody Mm -hmm. with a pre-existing condition in your family. Yeah. And that part of it, that was good. Yeah, it's beneficial Um, for some people. Yeah, but I was in healthcare at the time, and I was like, guys, you don't understand. I said, the problem with our healthcare is there's a middleman making money in the middle, and their job is to make as much money as possible. And I said, now you want to insert the government who really people should look at as the largest business in america because it's a business they're in it to no no government ever gets smaller yeah somebody's get making money yeah by my buddy said this by um it's not by nature government will always get bigger it doesn't matter what kind it is so anyways we're like hey it's not enough to have one middleman let's stick this other middleman in that's extremely inefficient at running everything and we'll lower healthcare costs which didn't happen I remember before Obamacare I could have gotten uh, my own policy for about I think it was like uh, 200 bucks a month and like a decent plan and then afterwards it was over 400 and I said screw it I'm out like, I'm, <laughs> I'm never going to do this so um, so here's what I would I would suggest um,
0: and we're not financial advisors we're not
1: financial advisors this is just one man's opinion oh. who has a podcast that he talks on Uh <laughs> <laughs> But uh, they have what's called major medical policies, and Obamacare tried to wipe these out, but they still exist, and they don't prevent you from the exemption, which you don't have to pay anyways if you have a good accountant. Uh, there, there was this thing that came out that said if you didn't pay for your health care insurance, you had to pay a fine on your taxes. Oh, yeah. Not necessarily true. If you have a good CPA, talk to them. There's ways around it. Yeah. Um, But basically, there's major medical policies, and here, I think this will draw a good line for people. With homeowner's insurance, when your lights go out, do you call your insurance company? No. When a fan goes out, do you call your insurance company? No. Dishwasher, when that goes out, do you call your insurance company? Probably not. Yeah. So, why are we expecting our insurance companies to pay for general checkups and all of this little stuff that we need to be paying out of pocket. That's why that's why all these numbers are so high.
0: I mean it like, kinda sounds like incentive to buy their program. Uh, yeah, it, yeah.
1: It is. But that's for that the doctor still gets paid and so the insurance companies collect it and they know people are gonna use it, so they collect it in your premiums. So your premiums are higher. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just like a it's a, it's a whole thing. So you can buy a major medical policy. Uh, I think they call them something else as well, but basically, let's say that you're in a car accident, you go to the hospital. It says if this happens, we're going to pay you a lump sum of thirty thousand dollars. So with that thirty thousand dollars, you say, okay, great. Uh, you negotiate your bill with the hospital. They're like, hey, it's a forty thousand dollars bill, and you're like, well, I'll give you a ten today, and they're like, okay, cool. And that's and they write the rest of it off. It's like it's it's how it works, anyways. And there, I think there are also uh, programs out there that will negotiate your hospital bills for
0: you well yeah I mean um you can probably get representation on a lot of things like that and as long as they know what they're doing yeah it might not be a it might be a cost effective way of going about it yeah
1: absolutely it's worth it whatever they charge because it'll be less than what you would pay uh okay so here's I think here's the two things that you have to do to fix health care this is <laughs> hot take uh I say fix it. This I think this would put us a huge step forward in healthcare. But basically, number one is people start buying policies that make sense. So that your major medical, let's not you know run out and do all this,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, let's not pay twelve hundred dollars a month for something you're never going to use. And then I think the second, probably the most important thing, is transparency and pricing.
0: Right, so that helps any business.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's it's crazy to me that there's some there's like a whole industry out there where you cannot just go online and find a price of something. Like, can you just tell me what this cost? And I want to see the ratings, like Uber. Like, can we get Uber (laughs) for healthcare? Uh, There's just no there's no transparency, and so we uh, we actually ran a little experiment today Mm -hmm. where we called um, we called around to different hospitals to find out if we find out how much it would cost to have a baby, right? This is something a lot of people go through. They have babies. right? And uh, so we called uh, – we had enough ho- time to call five different hospitals. We got pricing from two, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, one told us that we could uh, leave a message and they would return our call on Fridays. They listened to the messages on Thursdays, return them on Fridays. Uh, and the other interesting thing is they didn't, like – each hospital sent us to a different place. One sent us to billing, one sent us to estimates, one sent us to uh, a whole nother, she gave us a whole nother phone number for somebody that does pricing for all their hospitals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think there was another one that was an estimates department, but- It's not the most standardized thing. No, it's not. And and so even then, uh, so we got pricing from two out of five, which was higher than I expected. Uh, and. It wasn't complete pricing. It was like when you go to buy a new yeah, home,
0: they could only give us facility pricing.
1: yeah, so it's like whenever you buy a new home you go in they give you the base price and then you go to the design center and they're like, oh, you can buy this and this and this and you're like, well, I thought all that came with it I mean, oh. no No. those are all (laughs) upgrades right same thing with having a baby they're like oh no that's just for the room and the the bed and for somebody to catch it when it pops out yeah
0: and still got to pay the what the anesthesiologist circumcision uh pediatrician yeah all these were extra
1: yeah and then i was like what do you have pressing on that Mm -hmm. oh no you'd have to call
0: them yeah because they probably outsource or something yeah
1: and so it's just crazy to me that that uh i mean just just the lack of transparency but i think if people could shop they could really shop and see what things cost i think it would create you know the supply and demand to where your prices come down to to somewhere where they make sense but and not to say that i think we our range of uh childbirth was from nine to ten thousand
0: yeah, like 10 and a half, I think. 10 and a half, yeah. 10.0 so like, oh, or like yeah, 10,500.
1: Yeah, I mean, so they were pretty close. And uh, th- these are cash prices. It's yeah, It would been interesting to ask how much it would have cost with insurance. That would have been a good comparison. It probably would have been double. <laughs> I'd, I'd be willing to bet. But um, anyways, this was just like a, I don't know, like an intro to healthcare. Now, obviously, if you're older, if you have the means, mm-hmm. if, if I almost look at insurance as like a luxury like, if I have a bunch of money, then, yeah, let me go ahead and protect my assets by getting this insurance. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the medical bills are, like, one of those, like, I think, I don't know if it's the only debt, but it's one of the very few debts where they can't garnish wages and things like that, I believe.
0: I'd have to double check. I don't, I don't recall.
1: Yeah, because I know, like, when, uh, when our um, credit repair guy is working on stuff it's Mm -hmm. like healthcare he's like oh healthcare don't worry about that i got this (laughs) so anyways i don't know there's there's a lot going on there it needs fixed in this country and i I think think we're going about it the wrong way
0: i think people's willingness to accept that there isn't as much transparency comes also with the fact that a lot of people don't go to the hospital until like something's wrong and at that point you don't leave yourself with a lot of options
1: right yeah absolutely And, and a lot of times it would be and there's different programs they have now um basically incentivizing people to go early because it's a lot cheaper to treat somebody early rather than wait and, you know.
0: Right, wait until something breaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's easy It's it's easier when an engine fails than when both fail and the, and the tail wing falls off or whatever to yeah. land the plant. So, uh, anyways, uh, I think that's all we got for today. yeah um, Next week, I think, I think we have some good stuff for next week, right? We've got, uh, oh, we're going to talk property taxes. Ooh. Yes, which, if you guys got your bill in the mail, <laughs> you want to tune in for that. And then also, I'm going to the Computer Electronics Show this week. Super excited about that. Never been.
0: Have to tell us how it was. Uh, yes,
1: I will. I will definitely have some stories and hopefully some cool new tech stuff to share next week. So Awesome. <laughs> Well, uh, oh, thanks for tuning in. And we forgot to do this, but if you want to find us on social media, we're on TikTok at tom.things. We're on Instagram and Facebook at Tom's Texas Realty. And our website is TomTexas, com. Yep. Thanks for tuning in.